Hey there, folks over at CommanderCast.com and MTGCast.com. It's time for another episode of Rivals Duel. Um, I was thinking about doing three fake introductions for the show, but then I decided, you know what, I'm not wizard, so I won't do that. Right? Okay. So that, I hope that joke didn't sail on it over. Well, it should be, hopefully there are just three. If they do a fourth one after we record this... That, that's be, some BS. I'm going to be, like, verbally upset at Wizards, and I'll just, I'll even record it. I'll record a single, like, this is no ranting for five minutes and post it on the site, because I can. <laughs> and, gosh, sure, I, hope that, I mean, I, you're loud. Gosh, I hope that joke does, I hope that joke actually lands, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, um, they have announced Conspiracy 2. They've announced it three times. And they've announced it three times now with three different uh, subtitles. It's like Conspiracy 2, Reign of Brago. And then they said, oops, someone has killed Brago. So it's Reign of uh, Conspiracy 2, The Empty Throne. Then it was, someone has claimed the throne. Or there's a lot of people fighting over the throne. One of them is you, and it's Conspiracy 2, Take the Throne. Yes. And I think this is the last one. It, It better be. I feel like this joke hits real flat real quick if it's not. Yeah, it's a uh, conspiracy to or conspiracy take the crown is the official name as of now. <laughs> um, I'm and gonna they refer have... to it as conspiracy to electric boogaloo edition. <laughs> and the the thing is, is I think when they did the second name, it was the cleverest because they should, especially for me, because they revealed Reign of Brago, and I hate Brago. Like as a as a card, he's a blue white blank general. He's everything I hate. So. I I looked at it and I'm like, eh, I'm excited for Conspiracy. I'm not excited that's named after this guy. And I'm not excited to see him again. And then they showed him getting offed, and it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so then they, they, it became uh, Conspiracy 2, The Empty Throne, or Conspiracy, The Empty Throne. And they did this really clever thing where they, at first, when it was Reign of Brago, there was 221 cards in the set. Then they crossed that off. It made it 220. 120? Yeah. Now it has become a uh, conspiracy. Uh, take the crown, and they're they're officially saying no more jokes, no more intrigue for real this time. Uh, the cr- uh, throne no longer sits empty, but deception, danger, and even death await around every corner. So it's uh, apparently someone has claimed the throne, and everyone uh, is trying, but it it. It is not going to stay that way. This is Magic's version of Game of Thrones. Everyone wants to sit on that uncomfortable chair. Uh, and they have officially crossed out 220 cards and put it back up to 221. Yeah, and they've they've also shown an art of a female figure sitting on a throne. Whether mm-hmm. this is someone we've already met or not, uh, I guess we don't know for sure. It is a dark-haired white lady, so it could be Marchesa. Right, but, and... Like, and this, we, this we comes from the fact that every time you see a picture of Marchesa, she looks different. Like, if you look at, like, the conspiracy art that has all five of the legendaries from the last one versus the art mm-hmm. of her card versus the art she's in in conspiracy cards, they all look yep. a little bit different. So mm-hmm. it could be Marchesa. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's – I'm. this was a cute joke. I wish they'd stopped at the second one. <laughs> mm. I think they overplayed it a bit. But I think I think this is fine. If they stop now, they're still fine. If they yeah. do it again, I'm going to be upset. Yeah. So outside of the gimmick, 
How are you feeling about uh, the announcement of Conspiracy 2, Noel? Oh boy, 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 oh boy. These are my favorite. These are dopey, like, multiplayer draft formats. This is everything mm-hmm. I love about a set. Like, I will still, on occasion when the opportunity arises, take my compensation at, uh, at judging different events as conspiracy boxes so that yeah. I can get my friends together. Admittedly, it always involves alcohol. <laughs> and draft, As it should. and draft conspiracy because it's just this is these are so much fun. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say that conspiracy is the coolest product Magic has come out with since they started printing Commander decks. Uh, like it is. I I don't think I'm trying to think of the other new products they've done. They did some some car. They did some video games. They did that board game. Uh, I'm including Plane Chase and Arch Enemy. Uh, I think that Conspiracy is like their smash hit multiplayer thing that isn't Commander decks. Sure. The only other thing I'd say that rivals it are like the Master series, like Modern Masters and now Eternal Masters. Yes, that's. Uh, I would say that those are cool. However, they none of those have new cards, so they are much less exciting. To sure. Me. And they 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 also appeal to rapidly different audiences too. Absolutely. Uh, conspiracy is conspiracy is what you would expect to get if you had like someone who grew up playing Magic and was obsessed with the idea that Magic was just for fun and hated tournaments, and then you gave them permission to design a set. Sure. You know, it does kind of feel, I won't say kitchen table when you play, but that's kind of the words I'm looking for. It absolutely like, feels kitchen table like, in the be- in the best version of that yeah, yeah in, in all the good ways not in the the rules kind of make sense and it's whatever we play by but yeah in the we're just going to have fun have a good time like i've been in conspiracy tournaments where it was like all right we're giving you this many packs to distribute how how are you doing prize support and they'll ask me because i'm the one in charge of it i'm like how many packs are you giving us uh 10 okay we're all getting one and the people who win their pod get two <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, I am. Uh, I, I think that Conspiracy is meant to be a for fun format, and that's where it shines. Mm-hmm. So that being said, I'm very excited about this because Con- the original Conspiracy had lots of cool new cards printed in it, like lots of cool new stuff. Grenzo pulling stuff from the bottom of your deck, like all sorts of crazy fun stuff, and it reprinted nothing but fun cards, like. Mm-hmm. The reprint of Heartless Hidetsugu. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's great. Um, do we want to talk about our theories about Innistrad, Noel? Uh, we can. We're, we're still at the... There's been another card leaked, uh, supposedly. Mm-hmm. This can, this comes from 4chan, which... I Take any 4chan spoiler with a grain of salt. Treat anything you find in, uh, in 4chan as, like... A product you're buying in, like, the bad parts of, like, Chinatown. You, it might be the legit thing, it might not, and really, it's kind of flipping a coin. You're taking your fate into your own hands when you, uh, when you trust it. But, in fairness, I think this looks very legit. Yeah, especially because this isn't something exciting. Like, yes. this is a, this is a, like, mildly crappy common. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, um, the, the reason it's worth talking about, though, is the uh, uh, the flavor text on it, which is, this is basically a, each opponent sacks a creature with flying, and it says it's a grim duty to save the world from those created to protect it, mm-hmm. which feeds into my white is the bad color theory. <laughs> yes, it absolutely looks like white is the bad color this time around on Innistrad, which is awesome. 
and makes sense given that how how hard they pushed that black was the bad color on Innistrad last time. It makes a certain amount of sense for the white to be kind of the bad color this time, especially if Nahiri is back and out for blood. Sure. I would love, they did a story a long time ago that basically this Cathar living in the, uh, like, living in the belfry of one of the uh, cathedrals and stuff learned the secret that Avacyn was created by Sorin to keep everything in balance. Okay. I would love to where it's that that comes, that, that secret leaks, and now it's all the, like, the typical townsfolk are rallying against the angels and against the Avicinian church because of that? I, mm, I would not like that. Uh, and I'll tell you why. It's because then white isn't really the bad guy. It's white versus everyone else, but they are still per- like kind of created to protect the world. They didn't really do anything wrong. It's just that they have a, they, they have a vampire dad. Uh, I would prefer it to be like, Especially with something like Eldritch Moon, I would like it to be something has gone wrong with the moon and it or some either something has gone wrong that it's corrupting the minds of the angels and making them like militant against the people or uh, or it's that Nahiri, who is very good with white mana, has shown up and has turned uh, the angels against the common people in a bid to make Soren suffer. Either one of those things is really, really cool to me. Yeah, both of those would be really fun. Like, yeah. I think it would be a hoot to have any of those. I am uh, I'm very excited to see what the story for this set is. Innistrad is arguably my favorite plane, um, just because I have such a soft spot in my heart for that gothic horror. I really like Zendikar. I really, really like Ravnica. But like it, it, Innistrad, I, I, I won't say it's my favorite, but it's got a very special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. So I I am excited to go back there. I'm excited to see what kind of cards get printed. Uh, I'm excited to see why werewolves are still around. I thought those were supposed to be gone. Yeah, um, actual, actual like flippy werewolves. Yeah, I like I I know that in the okay. What I'm curious to see whether Wolfier are still around actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I I'm pumped for this set. Uh, and then there's Eternal Masters, and then there's Conspiracy 2. Magic has a lot of cool stuff coming out in the near future. Yeah, like, my, my wallet is already, like, crying. Mm-hmm. Like, the summer is not safe for my wallet. No, not at all. However, we don't have any more preview stuff to talk about, and I kind of have to say thank God for that. <laughs> yeah, holy crap, we get to go two whole episodes without a bunch of preview talk? Although last episode had a fair amount of preview talk in it. Oh, sure, I guess we had Eternal Masters stuff, but... Yeah, so we we've got a little bit this time, but I I'm happy we're able to pass through it now and just kind of go on and talk about our topic of our episode. Yeah. Oh, oh, email. But before time. we do that, we do have emails. Yep, which is kind of gonna bleed anyway. But uh, Absolutely. I got I got two emails. Um, the first one was from Sam, and uh, basically Sam's the guy who asked us last time for deck suggestions. And basically, I'm going to skip around in his email a little bit. Uh, It says, for starters, glad you enjoyed my email. It was fun to write as you had reading it. Um, You know, your suggestions prove exactly what I said. Your experience and act like it, and they were spot on. I'm not totally sold on one suggestion yet. I'll likely take some time and mull it over. I'm leaning towards Centriplet because it's a fun scaling deck that will allow me to play around with an artifact theme. Thanks again. So, Sam, I'm glad it helped. Let us know what you pick, and let us know if you if you go mm-hmm. up with cool deck lists and stuff like that. We actually really like seeing cool deck lists. 
Absolutely. Uh, we what was the name of that mono blue general we we recommended? Uh, Sara Adele. Man, give that Adele a try. I swear, <laughs> you will not be disappointed. And then my other one uh comes from David. Uh, David says just finished it listening to the latest Rivals duel. I gotta say that I think the most fun colorless commander to play with or play against is the new Kozilek. Just the fact going from turn to turn casting spells, knowing a colorless spell could be discarded to counter off your stuff is pretty fun. Cast new Lamog, discard old Lamog, shuffle Graveyard into the library. There's so much wackiness here. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, the reason for my email is ever since you guys mentioned Nia Walkers, I've been thinking of creating it with Marath at the helm. In the latest episode, you mentioned that you had a list you were looking at. Any chance you could share that list with me? I really need a jumping off point. Uh, thanks and keep up the awesome work, guys. So when I say I have a list that I'm working on, that, really that, what means, that means that... <laughs> is that I have a pile of about 400 cards that I've just gone through and said, here, these all kind of fit that. <laughs> this makes sense. Yeah, and then normally either those that pile of cards either gets whittled down to a deck, or I go, Noel, calm down, put those away, and go do something else. And that pile gets put away. Um, Absolutely. This time, uh, however... <laughs> this time we decide to make a Let's Build episode about it. Because, yeah. uh, obviously, we've been talking enough about this deck, and both Noel and I think it would be a cool, awesome deck. Uh, so, and a fan asked for a list, so we're going to come up with the skeleton of a list. Sure. And now this is, uh, this is also, I'd like to point out, the second time where I have made a joke comment about a deck, and episodes later we end up doing a let's build. You are truly a prophet, Noel. Yes, I am. My, my (laughs) inability to let go of a joke has once again resulted in us building decks. (laughs) Yep. Um, I was... Oh, go ahead. I was just... I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to say, do we want to give them the skeleton of what our idea for the deck is, and then we'll we'll go into the big part of it, and then we will suggest other cards? Sure. Sounds good. Um, as mm-hmm. we look at this, look, there are 38 walkers in the Naya colors. That's if you, I used every single one. And some Which we of won't. Them, yeah, some of them are either not going to fit the theme of the deck, or aren't going to actually do anything, or are just bad. Mm-hmm. And so we'll we'll kind of cover the goods, the bads, and the uglies of uh, the actual walkers we're looking at. Um, but really, with only 38 cards, you can't just... It's not like five-color walkers, where really there's like 50-some walkers, to where you just play the walkers and the obvious support cards, and your deck is pretty much done. Mm-hmm. We kind of need to do something else with this. Yes. So when you're looking at these walkers, uh, what do you see when you see, you look at, like, if you if you type into Gatherer and search for all the Naya walkers, you kind of see some themes emerge. Indeed you do. There's lots of things that make tokens in here, Noel. Hey, what does our general do again? Right, it also makes tokens. I think we found our sub-theme. Right, we have a, we have a plan. So <laughs> you basically, being able to just, don't get me wrong, these will generate a whole bunch of value, create a bunch of dudes, um... Mm-hmm. But also having some kind of other thing going on, too. And tokens is a safe one to to do with that. Absolutely. Um, Marath is good. You know, this also lets you, if you don't like Marath or your meta is overfilled with Marath or something like that, you could also audible into Rith the Awakener. Yep, you absolutely could. Um, I'm I'm going to suggest some cards that I think are a lot better with Marath, but you could, you could put in uh, Rith the Awakener. You could also... Uh, Theoretically, put in Gahiji, the honored one, if you're feeling uh, saucy. Sure, and, and Gahiji may actually be a good card in the 99 here. Mm-hmm. This might be actually one of the few decks where Gahiji is really good in the 99. Just because we're making so many tokens. Yeah, um, tokens and then strange arbitrary growth of tokens. 
Yes. So, that being said, we are going to first go through all the 32 walkers. We will not talk about each one individually. We're, we will only stop to mention when one is particularly good. Or particularly um, bad. Or like... particularly bad. Uh, and then we are going to go on to other cards that should be uh, thrown into the deck for some some good times. Yes, there's some, some very, very useful saucy things in here. Mm-hmm. So as I start down this list, this list is in alphabetical order, so we'll, we won't be hopping around by color, um, though we will get to no, talk about not. characters in kind of a grouping. Yes, we will. Uh, and the first thing I want to say is all of the Ajani's who aren't usually that good get a lot better when you have a general who's reliant on plus one, plus one counters. Right? Like, the like looking at this, all the Ajani's are, are really good. Like, the weakest one is probably Ajani Vengeant, and Ajani uh, Vengeant is just fine. Or I will. I will. Mane. I will say OG Goldmane is. It might not make it into the deck, but the rest of them are pretty freaking good. Yeah, like, like yeah. It's all of them are like when, when your worst one is the obvious bad one. The fact that we're building a deck with a whole bunch of planeswalkers and creatures mm-hmm. makes uh, makes like a Johnny Mentor of Heroes really good and a Johnny Steadfast really good. Absolutely. Uh, special mention needs to go to a Johnny Steadfast and a Johnny Mentor of Heroes because. They're one of the only planeswalkers that interact with other planeswalkers, and this time their ability is actually really relevant. Uh, Ajani Steadfast has two super powerful abilities with uh, Marath. The uh, or um, he has one super powerful bil- ability, I should say. I'm sorry. It's his minus two ability. It's put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control. So put another counter on Marath that you can use to do stuff. And a loyalty counter on each other planeswalker you control. If you're playing Super Friends and you have even two other planeswalkers out, that's scary. Yeah, this it's it's very uh, like I said, like those are, and it's funny because a Johnny steadfast is that when everyone went cool, it's a four mana Johnny and played it and then went eh. Yep. So it's cool to see ones that aren't necessarily traditionally good getting some spotlight. Absolutely. And then Mentor of Heroes can put three plus one plus one counters on Marath, which is huge. But he can also uh, look at the top four cards of your library and reveal an aura, which we won't have very many of, if any at all, uh, a creature or a planeswalker card and put them into your hand. So it's reveal a creature or planeswalker and put them into your hand, which is pretty good in a Super Friends deck. Yeah, like hopefully that will spool up quite a bit. (laughs) Absolutely. Which Chandras do you think are best in this deck, Noel? Okay, so looking at them, I actually like both of the six mana ones. Okay. Mostly because I worry that I worry that card draw and card flow is going to be a problem. Okay, that's fair. And these, uh, and both the six mana ones help as well as uh, uh, Chandra Pyromaster. Yes, I will um, say I I don't like Chandra Blaze. I think she's too reliant on having red cards. But both Flamecaller and Pyromaster, I think, are really good here. Sure, and I think it depends on how many red cards we end up with will dictate if Chandra Blaze is good or not. Exactly. But Flamecaller makes more tokens, which you like, and draws cards. Uh, Pyromaster does the damage thing. Um, it is worth noting that it that one damage actually helps quite a bit more with uh, Marath out on the battlefield, because if you're using Marath to snipe, like, two or three t- toughness creatures, it's one less counter to pull off of Marath. Sure. Um, uh, OG Chandra is fine, if not exciting. Like, she comes in with a bunch of loyalty, mm-hmm. which which makes her decent. Yeah, it might might make it in just because we're going with Super Friends. Yeah, um, and then Chandra the Firebrand, I want to be good. 
It it's going to okay. depend on entirely on how many instants and sorceries we end up with. The Chandra the Firebrand's worth is going to be entirely dependent on a how many instants and sorceries and b how many of those instants and sorceries are ramp spells. Sure. Because if you can copy a cultivate or something like that, that's really good. Yeah. But if you're constantly whiffing, which I think we're going to be, this seems like it's going to be a very permanent heavy deck between the Planeswalkers and some other stuff we'll get into later. I I think she might not be able to make it in just because I don't, I don't think there's going to be enough utility for that's, her. That's kind of my thought, too. Especially since if we already have two... The other thing to consider when you're playing Super Friends is that if you're doubling up on characters, the more of those characters you have, the more risk you run of not being able to play a card in your hand. Sure. And, like, with five Ajani's, that's fine. Only because the Ajani's... A lot of the Ajani's, the cool stuff they do kind of kill themselves. Mm-hmm. But also because we're... All of them are that good versus the Chandra's like Firebrand is not that good. Yeah, not in this particular deck. Right. Yeah, all all of the times I say not good for this episode mean yeah. not good in this deck. A lot of these cards are fine. A lot of these cards are, well, they're Planeswalkers, so most of them are quite good. Yeah. When we get to Tybalt and we say it's not that good, it means that card is not that good. But it's probably the only one. Speaking of cards that are not good in this deck but awesome in others, Duretti, get the hell out. You think? I, I don't think we're going to have... A, well, like, it's card selection. It is card selection. I don't know how... I don't know that we're going to have enough artifacts for the other two things to matter. Okay, so that's the... I will say that Duretti probably makes it into my version, because I'm going to recommend at least a couple artifacts that you definitely want to be able to bring back. Sure, and I guess, now that I think about it, some of the cards that, like, the some of the good, like a Chroma's Memorial, an Eldrazi Monument, and stuff like that may make it worth it. It's going to depend on how many of those we end up with. So what do you think the over-under is on artifacts total? I don't Counting think only it's... artifacts and artifact creatures, how many do you need to make Duretti work? I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a number. I think it's quality. How much am I willing to... You, how good are the cards I'm putting in to manage? Like, for example, like I can have a bunch of mana rocks, and this card doesn't make it any better. That's fair. All right. So for me, it's about, do I have enough, let's call them splashy artifacts, Mm -hmm. to make it matter? All right. Uh, Then we will address that when we're suggesting cards for the deck. Sure. Um, I'm going to say that Domri Raid sits this one out. Probably. You know, we're going to have a lot of little dudes, so the fight probably doesn't matter. As cool as that emblem is, it's kind of a pipe dream. Like, no one's going to let us ultimate that. Exactly. And I don't don't necessarily want to draw enough attention to myself to let myself ultimate that. Yeah, and uh, he's going to whiff. The, this is a mostly Planeswalker deck. That that first ability, you look at the top card of your library and put it in your hand if it's a creature card, it's it's going to whiff all the time. Yeah, go away. <laughs> yep. Um, do you think OG Elspeth Tyrell makes it? I think all three Elspeths make it. Uh, I think I agree. The ability to produce tokens is going to be really important in this deck. That plus two gain one life for each creature you control when your general is Marath. Can let, can just like straight up save you against an aggro deck. Sure. And and a situational wrath that doesn't kill our stuff. Very good. Like yes, it blows up all of our walkers, but there will be times where they've beaten our walkers and we have nothing but dudes, and it's just like here, get wrecked. Mm-hmm. And here we hit Frailes. Yeah, Did... you and I are gonna argue about this one, aren't we? I don't think so. Do you I... want to put it in? Yeah. So do I. Okay, I'm like, this card, it makes a token. It makes a token that ramps. It has a... a, 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 a the disenchant ability is totally relevant. And mm-hmm. a source of card draw in this deck, which is going to hurt for card draw. 
<laughs> and what colors are the tokens that Marath makes? Yeah. Green. <laughs> Garrick Relentless, we can't play him. Sorry, Garrick. Sorry, Garrick Relentless. Uh, hang on, hang on. Hey. Oh, no, we still can't play him. No, Never mind. color identity rule. <laughs> it, it, I was just... They've, they've lost so many other rules that I did not know whether we could still not play them. Yeah, yeah. um, Sorry, Gaelic. <laughs> Sorry, Gaelic. Well, it's not like we have three others that we're probably going to end up playing. Right. Wild Speaker immediately gets played. Yeah, yeah, Snap Keep. Um, uh, snap Keep, almost any green deck Snap Keep. Yeah, um, it, it, it's, it ramps. It says two lands and puts in tokens and has an overrun effect. This is exactly where we want to be. You know what? Now that I'm looking at it, Caller of Beasts doesn't make it yeah. into the deck. I was going to say, I'm like, I don't vote Caller of Beasts. I don't know where you're coming nope. from, but I'm not in there, like, as much as I wish. Like, all that has to do with creature cards and stuff. That's all right, because we're going to be really excited when we see Wildspeaker, and we're going to be really excited when we see Primal Hunter, too. Yep. we love everything. This says draw a card. This makes a ridiculous amount of tokens. Like, there will be a number of times where I play this for five mana, draw seven cards, and be completely happy with that. I recast Marath for nine. I draw cards equal to the greatest power among creatures I control. Yep. Um, Gideon! Yeah, the Gideons. The, the big wrestler himself, this is kind of our equivalent of big dumb dudes in this deck, isn't it? Kind of. Um, now, I will say I like Gideon of Allies Endicar as a snap-in. Because mm-hmm. worst case scenario, that's in you cannot touch me uh, plus one plus one for all of my dudes. Yes. And the fact it is worth can... noting that you can't suicide Marath anymore if you do that, though. This, this is true, but mm-hmm. you also, uh, worst case scenario, also, it just sits there and births tokens the entire time. Yeah, absolutely. Which I'm fine with all of those things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, now it comes down to, I think I think Gideon Champion of Justice rides the pine. Uh... Like, exile all other permanents for 15, like, don't get me wrong, we'll, like, it'll be very easy to roll him up to that 15, but... I don't think I actually want to do the thing he does for 15. Yeah, but he he's still a big, powerful one. Uh, you know what? At the end of this, uh, I will say that Gideon Champion... Gideon Jura definitely makes it in. Yeah, yeah. Um, just destroy tap creature on it. like that. Uh, Champion of Justice makes it in, depending on your Planeswalker count. Sure. If you need more Planeswalkers, he makes it in. If you need less Planeswalkers, you take him out. Sure. Um, Koth of the Hammer. I, huh. I want to like Koth. This is not Koth's deck. This is not Koth's deck. I love Koth. He's one of my favorite Planeswalkers. Uh, this is not Koth's deck. Yeah, take go ahead and take a hike, buddy. Uh, speaking of people for whom this is not their deck. Uh, she makes tokens. Yeah, so... Sorry, Nahiri. Nahiri is like, very, I need more Planeswalkers in this deck to put it in. Yeah. Unless you're planning on... You, okay, if you were to put equipment in this deck, what equipment goes in? Lightning Greaves, which doesn't help. Skull Clamp, so this is a draw engine, so that's kind of cool. Oh, that's almost, like, in that regard, it's almost tempting. Like It's it's tempting, oh, I don't but think you, it's, we need more. I don't think it's good enough. This deck doesn't have room for a Sunforger package. Like, uh, Basilisk Collar could make it in because of Marath, but is that worth it? Um, we gotta, don't get me wrong, I've run Stoneforge Mystic to just grab two or three targets, but I don't think I've okay. run... Oh, I don't know. If you can justify, if, if you can put a Sunforger package in this, which would take dedicate, you would have to dedicate take slots. A lot to of it. slots to make that Sunforger package. Yeah, I think if you if you can get to the point where you have a Sunforger package, being able to then Nahiri comes in. Sure, being able to dig up a Sunforger and all the cards equivalent to it is probably makes it worth it. 
Absolutely. And if you can make the plus five, plus five double strike, that's awesome. Sure. I mean, that's fine. And worst case scenario, it's another thing that just bursts out tokens. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, that being said, I think, we're, I think we're living a little... Uh, it's it's a, a little magical Christmas land. Yeah. I don't so, think we're going to have room for the Sunforger package. Like, no. digging up Skull Clamp is sweet. If but... you if if your pet card is Sunforger and you have put it in every Boros uh, colored deck that you have, then Nahiri could mm-hmm. work in that event. Sure. Because that is a real cheap way to keep using Sunforger. Yeah. Now that being said, like if I and if I were digging for something like this, I would feel more comfortable putting in like a Stoneforge Mystic. Or yeah, a even like an enlightened tutor. Like if I really That's want, true. like I would almost rather have a lightened tutor and like a stone forge, and maybe I put in a couple other artifacts to make the stone forge package better before I'd run this. Yeah, all of that's perfectly fair. Um, so we're gonna skip by Nissara Vane because yeah. she's not good. Yep, not uh, this is not your show. Go go get that, my elf. Go sit. No show is Nissara Vane's show. <laughs> uh, I will run her in elf tribal. Really? Yeah, because gain 36 life off elves is kind of cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> like we already have just a... for that middle ability. <laughs> We've already got a Johnny to do that. Right. Um, n- we have Nissa Voice of Zendikar and Nissa World Waker. Uh, we also have to consider uh, the transforming guys. Oh, true. I didn't. I didn't realize aren't... that those don't actually show up on my list. They don't show up on the list. So since we're since we're here, let's talk about the three transforming guys in the colors. Uh, does Gideon make it in? Uh, Gideon makes himself indestructible, not other creatures, right? Uh, well, let's look I it up. Look, I need to look up what Gideon does on the backside. Shows how often I've played that card. I lean towards. If I go in order, I say Gideon probably not. Chandra definitely not. Uh, Nissa yes, but Nissa. Flippy Nissa 100% goes in this deck. It's yeah. just a good card. Uh, looking at this guy... I don't want his irregular. I don't want his tax on him. Until so he gains ne- indestructible till end of turn. Until your next turn, target creature gains indestructible. Untap that creature. That's cool. Until end of turn, he becomes a 4-4 with indestructible. That's still... Uh, I say, You know what? I say Kytheon makes it in. Because sure. he's really easy to turn on in this deck. Yeah, I mean, and then up to one target creature and opponent controls, attacks Kithian, that sucks, but I'll, well, make, I'll, it, make, I'll make dudes indestructible all day long, that's fine. Except it forces your opponent to tap creatures, and you will always have a, uh, you will always have a chump blocker. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'd play, I'd probably play Kithian in this one. Mm-hmm. So, Kithian and, uh, Flippy Nissa make it in, Flippy Chandra does not. Yeah, as much as I want to like Chandra. Yeah, no. Uh, back to the OG list of walkers. We've got Voice of Zendikar. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is not a hard one. <laughs> no. And uh, World Waker. This is this is a hard one. Uh, so probably not. Okay. Why do you say probably not? Because we're not doing like this makes what? Uh, this lets us turn. It says land, oh. right? Lands into dudes. So, really, you know, how many actual forests we're going to have in play mm-hmm. is a question worth asking that I don't think is going to be enough to justify a lot of the time. Okay. Like, if this was a card that if the Urborg cycle, the Urborg Tomb of Yawgmoth, that had one that said all creatures, all lands are forests, mm. I'd be all over, then I would play this card. 
But uh, not right now. You know what? I'll agree with you. Yeah. I don't think Nissa World Raker goes in. Yeah, in a three-color deck, we're not going to have enough forests. We're not... I'm not a big fan of throwing away lands to make them into dudes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to pass on that one. I have good news. Both Sarkins make it in. Uh, yeah. Like, Grant's Haste, uh, Threaten is cool. If you ever get to run off that, Sarkin as a dude is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'll say this, like, Sarkin the Dragon Speaker's not the most powerful thing in here. No, but what he is is a decent beater, yeah. uh, and also a decent removal spell. He, the utility is what makes him good. Yeah, like, he's he is fine. He's not going to be, you know, just amazing in here, but he's fine. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Tybalt. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for showing up. Tybalt, you have a nice-looking coat. Right? <laughs> like, you are, you are a sharp-dressed planeswalker, but... Yeah, that's about it. Xenagos definitely makes it in. Yeah, just Xenagos is not a... <laughs> No, not even a question. Yeah, that's the kind of ramp I want to do with cough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's just do a quick count to see how many Planeswalkers actually make it into this deck. So that, that puts us at 25. You know what? A quarter of the deck, that makes us officially a Super Friends deck. Yep, we're good. We've, we have reached the... We have reached uh, requisite Planeswalker numbers. Sure. Excellent. So uh, moving on from that, we are going to be talking... Obviously, there's a token sub-theme... There are cool token producers. There's lots of cool stuff that combos with Wrath. Uh, we will try and talk about less of... There's a, You know enough of the good uh, token stuff on your own that you can seek that out. You know enough of the good ramp, and you know enough of the good Naya utility spells. We aren't going to focus on those so much as stuff that is particularly good either in this deck or with Morath. Sure. Is there a destroy all non-token creatures Wrath spell? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> That card seems delightful in here. I, I don't it? know what it's called, but there's no way that it doesn't exist. Yeah, I feel like it's from... Well, I'll, I'll look. Um, uh, in the meantime, I'll keep people busy. What's the best green card in this deck, Noel? Uh, that would be doubling season, Alex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is doubling season for all the points? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, doubling season is uh, going to be insane in this deck. Obviously, combos with Marath makes them basically go infinite. Obviously, combos with your Planeswalkers. That card is busted. Uh, if you plan on making this deck, don't do it until you have a doubling season. <laughs> Um, that being said, it's not the only cool card in that can go in this deck. The first thing that I want to mention is an old mechanic from New Phyrexia called Proliferate. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Um, and there's three cards in particular that you can stick in this deck that make Proliferate cool. And two of them are artifacts, which is part of the, uh, part of the argument for Doretti. Uh, the first one is Contagion Clasp which just puts a single minus one, minus one counter on target creature when it enters the battlefield. It's a two-mana artifact. Then you can pay for and tap it to proliferate. This will increase the number of counters on Morath, anything that he's given plus one, plus one counters to, and also increase all your Planeswalker counters. So it's a very good ability. Contagion Engine is Contagion Clasp on Roids. It costs six to cast instead. It's uh, put a uh, minus one, minus one counter on each creature target player controls, so it doesn't hurt your stuff. And when you pay for and tap it, you proliferate, and then you proliferate again. So you can increase uh, by one the number of uh, plus one, plus one counters on all your stuff, and all your Planeswalkers, and then do that again. So this will get you to Planeswalker Ultimate Territory very, very quickly. Yep. Tra-la-la-la-la-la. 
<laughs> By the way, that card is called. This card is even better than I thought it was going to be. This is called Hour of Reckoning. Okay. And it's white, white, and four destroy all non-token creatures, but it has Convoke. Wow. Yep. So Hour of Reckoning definitely goes yeah. in this deck. Yeah. You like, admittedly, the the obvious weakness of this deck is the big dudes that your guys can't fall on like a horde of piranhas. Mm-hmm. So stuff like this makes me happy. Absolutely. Uh, you you should definitely play Hour of Reckoning. Uh, the last proliferate card I want to mention is called Plague Maw Beast. Plague Maw Beast is a 3 and 2 green, 4, 3 beast with a single ability. It's tap, sacrifice a creature, or in our case, sack a token, and proliferate. Yeah. Yeah, um, that card. Yeah, it's uh so all those proliferate mechanics are going to be really really good in this deck. If you really want to go all in on proliferate, you can also add volt charge. So that's that's something to consider. Um there is a, another card I want to specifically mention that's not the traditional use for it in this deck, but it's still going to be very good, and that is evolutionary leap. Yes it is. Yes. So evolutionary leap is a two mana green enchantment that Noel and I both uh dramatically underestimated when we first saw it. Yeah, and then we realized how wrong we were. <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, you pay one green, sack a creature, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card, and put that card into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in uh, random order. So, in most decks, this is just a way to turn a creature that's about to die into more fuel for your green deck. However, our creature count in this deck is going to be exceptionally low. It's going to be mostly utility creatures. We aren't going to have a lot of uh, kind of fluff creatures in here. So between like the land count and then 25 walkers and then the enchantments and artifacts that we're all listing, you're probably going to end up with like 10 to 15 creatures maybe. Evolutionary Leap, for this reason, functions a lot more like a tutor than anything else, which is awesome. Sure, this will hit one of my 10 big splashy things. Exactly. One of my one of my big important things. Yeah. So we would be highly remiss. First of all, we, we mentioned doubling system, but there's all the knockoffs too. There's parallel lives, there's the one that lets everyone do it for uh that came out in a commander set. Play them all. You can you will break this harder than everybody else will. Absolutely. And then uh parallel lives is worth noting that it only helps with tokens. The one that hits everybody also helps with uh plus one plus one counters. So it, it breaks uh Marath. You can also play um Cathar's Crusade, which breaks Marath. Uh and while you're playing all these cards, you might as well play Earthcraft so you have the option to combo off if you want. Sure. You know, the Earthcraft Squirrel Nest combo's fine too. Um mm-hmm. the other mechanic that we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about is populate. Yes. Um, and now some of these are... Populate is the mechanic from Return to Ravnica that was uh, basically do whatever the spell says, and it says populate, put a token on the battlefield that's a copy of a creature you control. A few of them I wanted to point out. There's Druid's Deliverance, which is the fog populate, which I have learned something as playing a lot recently. A fog effect, when not expected, is devastating. Absolutely. Like, play um... the fog effects, folks. Someone, uh, my friend Nick, actually, uh, pointed out to me how much he loved the, uh, there's a frog, uh, a frog fog. Yeah, a frog, his frog. Sacrifice to, uh, to fog, and he just loves it in a Marin the Morns, or Marin of, uh, Clan Neltoth deck. Yeah, fro- ha- uh, Haze Frog. Haze Frog, yep, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and he, he thought it was really, really funny when you stuck that in Clan, uh, Marin of Clan Neltoth and just could fog forever. Yep. 
Um, let's see. I don't know that we're going to go so deep as to play, like, Growing Ranks, which is just at the beginning of your upkeep populate. Because we're not making, like, we're making a lot of little tokens, and little tokens for free are kind of cool, but I think I'd rather do other things. Mm -hmm. The other ones I wanted to point out is Ripborn Defenses, which is one of those cards that making all of your dudes indestructible at a surprise, like, watch what I can do, especially when they go to Wrath you because you're about to win. Yes. Um, like, be a uh, Ripborn Defenses is white and two, populate creatures you control are indestructible this turn. Okay. Um, yeah, no, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, Sundering Growth is the uh, is the uh, rampant growth that pop or not rampant growth, uh, uh, naturalized that populates. Mm -hmm. uh, the other one I wanted to point out too was Tristani Selesnia's voice. One of the few creatures we're going to have because yeah, this, you can just happen to populate. Yeah, this card, well, that and the little bit of life you'll gain from each one too. Like, yes. Like if I have three of my token makers going, like even if they're just making one one's getting three life a turn plus populating something. Mm -hmm. Seems alright. Um, I don't know that we want to go so deep even to... Well, I might play Vidugazi Guildmage. I don't think so. Yeah, I think we can do better. Like, we're going to have yeah. enough other, like, not uh, not tokeny stuff, but walkery, supporty stuff that... Mm -hmm. Um, that this There's may not just be... not really a need. Yeah. But um... I wanted to, wanted to share that if you're looking for... Eventually, at a certain point, you're going to say, okay, where's my artifact and enchantment removal? Where's my indestructible effects? Where's that? And finding the ones with populate is going to help the stack. Mm -hmm. There's two creatures that like uh, plus one, plus one counters that we, we have to mention. Or there's one that has to be mentioned for this deck, and there's one that I have to mention. Uh, the first one is Michaeloth. Michaeloth yeah. makes it into this deck. You don't even need to sack anything to, uh, to it. Just throw some plus one, plus one counters on it. Watch your army grow. Smoke your opponent. Super, super easy. Uh, Michaeloth is a, a shoe-in in any Marath deck. It will do very well here. Um, the other card I want to mention is a card that I really like, but haven't been comfortable putting in any decks yet. Because I don't... It's just... It's one of those cards that's just this side of good enough. And the card is Bloodspore Thranax. Bloodspore Thranax came out in the last Commander product. He's a 2 and 2 green 2-2. Uh, two two. He has Devour 1, and each other you, creature you control enters the battlefield with an additional X plus 1 plus 1 counters on it, where X is the number of plus 1 plus 1 counters on Bloodspore Thranax. In a Marath deck, you can make this incredibly powerful. So I like Bloodspore Thranax for that. Mm -hmm. uh, and part of it is, admittedly, I've wanted to find a deck I could put bullets for through an accent. <laughs> sure, I think this card is good enough for that. Like, mm -hmm. uh, so let's talk about. There are some cards that say Planeswalker on them, so we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about them. Okay. We have three oaths to talk about. Uh, no, we don't. We have two oaths to talk about. Okay. <laughs> I I think I agree with you. Yes, you do. Like, <laughs> I don't want to play Oath of Chandra. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I really want to play Oath of Gideon and Oath of Nyssa. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, having your Planeswalkers enter with an, uh, an extra loyalty counter is awesome, and it makes tokens, which is kind of what our deck is trying to do. Um, and o Oath of Nyssa. Come on. Yeah. Get the way. We're in a three-color deck. Um, yep. Also, going to throw out there, this is the deck I would play Call the Gatewatch in. Yes! Absolutely. Because like, we don't have... Any other way to tutor for the Planeswalker yeah. you want. The genesis of this of this deck was the joke of that, what deck would I play this in? <laughs> and this is that deck. Yep. You know what Planeswalkers we forgot to mention that absolutely make it in this deck? Oh, Karnanugan. 
Oh my god, if we had forgotten to talk about Karn and Ugin, we would have gotten so much flack. Oh man, I didn't even... Thank you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. These, yes, include, include. Get on yeah. the team. <laughs> put in the spot removal and sweeper. Put in Karn and Ugin. Man, that was close. Can you imagine? Oh man. They would have lit us up like a Christmas tree. Yeah. So we didn't... We were late, but we did not miss it. Um. Yes. But yes, Karn and, Karn and Ugin both are stupidly good. They're, mm-hmm. they're good in everything. They'll be fine here. Can I mention uh, two more generic token cards that I want to put in here just because I like them? Sure. God damn it, it's I it's my show. I can do what I want. Uh, I champ- it. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. Champion of Lambholt is amazing in a Marath deck, mm-hmm. and I think is good enough to include here. Champion of Lambholt is a three-mana human. It's a 1-1, one, one, uh, and creatures with power less than its uh, power can't block creatures you control. So it's a good way to pass over the uh, opponent's defenses, like, essentially overrun, and whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you just put a plus one, plus one counter on Champion of Lambhold. I don't need to explain why that's super good. Yeah, card is real scary. There is a second one that this is a generic good stuff tokens card. It's not particularly good in this deck. I'm including it because I love Battle Goat. (laughs) Can we can we put Pathbreaker Ibex in this deck? Really? Yes, you can put Pathbreaker. Okay, I'm like, what are you talking about? But yes, Pathbreaker Ibex. Like it's you would have to put the plus one plus one counters on from Marath. Actually, you know what? You don't. If you have one creature that got baked because of Marath's ability, that's what makes Pathbreaker Ibex good. Without that, Pathbreaker Ibex isn't really great. He gives everything at least plus three plus three, which is kind of cool. But he gives them all trample too. Like, he gives them all trample, which is good. He he is a minimum overrun. However, that's not why we're playing him. We're playing him because he's the goat with the most. Right. Well, that and he's probably fine. Like if we he, have a bunch of dudes out backed by a bunch of walkers. And... Absolutely. He he is probably fine. I think we could probably fill this deck with cards that are better than fine. But Pathbreaker Ibex makes it in anyway because he's the battle goat. Mm-hmm. So, on my list of Planeswalker cards, there's one we didn't talk about. Okay. And we're gonna, let's go ahead and have, uh, have this talk, because I think you and I may disagree. I want to play the Chain Veil in this deck so bad it hurts. Oh, God. I know it's not that good, I know it's gonna kill me, but this is the deck. This is where we can. No, uh, fuck Think of Hang all on. the dopey things we can do with this card. But, like, okay, here's my problem with the Chain Veil, is that... Oh, hang on. Hmm. I'm being given okay, put it in. treatment. I'm like, please? <laughs> yes, no, put it in. Yeah. All right. Don't make me beg. Like, this is a good card. This is the one deck where this is a good card. I We have enough life gain to justify it. And if, if, if it had... I thought for a moment that it was uh, Target Planeswalker. And no, I was it's gonna all say, of them. It's all of them. While we're breaking stuff, do we want to be the guys who put Rings of Bright Hearth in a Marath deck? Yes. Okay. <laughs> did, so, did the Pope have a funny hat? Yes. <laughs> Rings of Bright Hearth, your opponents will probably be sick of seeing this card by now. They might call you a, a douche. Ignore them. It's amazing with Planeswalkers. It's amazing with Marath. Just just play the card. <laughs> yeah. Like, hello, Chain Veil. Vale. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you're so happy that we got Chain Veil. I have no idea how many times I've wanted to play this card. Okay. Now, here's the question, Noel. We have Rings of Bright Hearth, the Chain Veil, both of the uh, Proliferate Artifacts, Skull Clamp, Soul Ring. Is Doretti pulling his weight yet? Probably, because I'm going to throw in there, like, the obvious token ones of Akroma's Memorial and Eldrazi Monument. And Bow of Nilia is extraordinarily powerful. Oh, yeah, Bow of powerful. Is an artifact, too. Yes, it's an artifact, yes. Yeah, Doretti's in. Like, Yay! Yeah, Doretti can come play. There's, there's, there's ten good artifacts here, and all of them are are reviable yeah like they're all they're all good and and i want all of them again like absolutely mm. speaking of skull clamp and one of the things i feel like this deck could do is run out of gas Mm -hmm. um this is probably a deck where mentor of the meek is worth talking about a hundred percent it is mentor of the meek with marath is a insane combo not to mention how many other like cheap tokens you're going to be producing yeah like there's there's a very good chance that's literally roll like put a plus one like all of the planeswalkers that drop out one ones Mm -hmm. then you know pay a mana (laughs) draw a card off them pay another mana attach the skull clamp kill it draw two more cards off of them (laughs) it will be a very very powerful card in this deck um it is on the generic token side. I wasn't going to talk about it because I just thought it kind of goes in every token deck. But sure. yes, that is that is worth mentioning that that is a very powerful piece of card draw mm-hmm. you can run. Yeah. And and admittedly, a lot of people, I feel like the obvious call out here would be at us is, hey, you're actually building just a Naya tokens deck, not a Naya planeswalkers deck. That's not true. There's 25 yeah, planeswalkers there's, there's in this deck. There's definitely a lot of planeswalkers in this deck. And some of them don't fit the token theme at all. Well, that's not true, though. A lot of them really fit that token theme. A lot of them do, several of them don't. Enough yeah. of them don't. Yeah, so, and even then, that's okay, because yeah, just, just building a Naya Walker's deck, I don't know that, it's not like we can, because we don't have a lot of removal in that, like, it's not like five color where you have the black ones to help you kill stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't build just a Naya Walker's deck. <laughs> No, unfortunately, we don't have enough walkers uh, yet to do that. However, I think that a quarter of your deck being walkers and then the rest of your deck interacting with what most of those walkers and your general happen to be do is definitely good enough. Obviously, Aura Shards goes in because it's a token deck. Uh, like, we, we can mention the more boring stuff. Goblin Bombardment goes in. Mm-hmm. Uh all, all that all that jazz. You can run Beastmaster Ascension if you want, but put in the stuff that works with your Planeswalkers first. Make sure Rings of Bright Hearth and the Chain Veil go in first. Uh, put in the Proliferate cards because they help with the Planeswalkers first. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this deck this deck seems sweet. On paper, it seems okay. I'm I really like the sounds of this deck. I'm uh. I'm not going to build it, but I'm excited to, because I know Noel wants to. Are I'm, you going to? I might be now. Like, I wonder how many of these cards I have just, like, looking at the walkers, I'd have to get, let's see, another Nissa. I'm not going to run that Gideon. I probably have most of these cards. Yeah. Okay, if you build this, I want to see how it goes. And I definitely want to hear, if our uh, if our fan ends up making this deck, I definitely want to f- hear from him to see how it goes. Yeah, my my walker count goes down a little bit because there's some of these that I'm just like I don't actually want to run this card, but yeah, that's fair. Yeah, this deck, this deck seems sweet. <laughs> mhm. Yeah, I think we did. I think we made the uh, the 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 uh, Naya super friends and also their sm- like their slightly smaller friends, but they make up for it in quantity. <laughs> 
Yeah, see, I'm down to I'm down to 23 walkers when I look to build it, but that's okay. That's a that's still more than a fifth of your deck. Yeah, almost that's... a quarter of your deck. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Plus, there's there's cards that are really planeswalkers in disguise, like the Chain Veil. That yes, Oath of the Gate Watch is another. Yeah, uh, like... Or call the Gate Watch. Yeah. Let's let's be real honest here. Those are. <laughs> Those are those are other planeswalkers. Yeah. Uh, what uh, deck do you... am I gonna kill to build this deck now? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, do you think we've wrapped it up? Are we? Uh, we're not gonna mention the good white removal. You know that swords to plowshares exist. We're not gonna talk about green ramp. Yeah. Put like, in cultivate. Like. Yeah. Fill fill in with the the ramp removal. You probably exactly. want. For the record, you probably want. Because uh, because what are you, what decks do, what decks does this deck actually fear? Like um. You fear other token decks that can token harder than you can token because they can get around your walkers. Um, so run a wrath or two. Yeah, you may. Uh, this may be a ghostly like worth running ghostly prison in mm-hmm. just to keep the number of dudes because you want to be fairly aggressive with this deck, mm-hmm. which leaves your planeswalkers a lot of times vulnerable on the backswing. Yes. So that probably wouldn't hurt in this case. Some more, um, some good, good removal, good solid removal, some good ramp to make sure you can keep casting Marath forever. Sure, I mean, uh, path, all the basic stuff. Yeah, yeah, path swords, stuff like that. This may be a deck where you want colorless card draw. This may be like a Mind's Desire scroll rack. Could be. Depends on how many slots you have left over. Remember, a quarter of your deck is filled up with walkers. Yeah, like you, you may be... You don't have that many slots to play with. Yeah, so... Might yeah. just be the best of the best that get in there. Mm-hmm. That being said, this deck is going to take some, like... Like, you know how some of EDH decks you can play and just kind of throw on autopilot? No, this will take some thinking, yeah. and this will take some tuning from your original playing. You will yeah. play with this deck several times before it runs right. Yeah, your, your brain is going to hurt when this deck is done. That being said, you can always, re- if you can get enough lands out, you can uh, kind of just rely on Marath to win the entire game. He's that good of a general. Sure, at, at some point it's just, alright, load up Marath and go. <laughs> yep. Uh, I will say that um, one kind of undermentioned card, it, you can pair a lot of persist stuff with Marath for obvious shenanigans. One that is worth mentioning in this particular case is Fury Stoke Giant. He has an ability that triggers and whenever he enters the battlefield. Um, all your creatures can tap to deal two damage to a target, and they can choose their own targets. So, uh, with Marath, obviously, every turn, you can find something to... If you can find something to sacrifice this guy to, then every single turn, you can make an army shock something. Mm -hmm. So, that's very powerful. Uh, and I will say that the one thing that you... A pitfall to avoid is a lot of the creature-based tutors in green. This deck is going to be very light on creatures. You have, again, 10, 15 creatures tops. Uh, So you're probably going to want to avoid cards like Worldly Tutor and definitely avoid cards like Survival of the Fittest, which you would play in most green decks, like dodge around those. You don't really want those. Evolutionary mm-hmm. Leap is different because you're sacking tokens to get to kind of tutor for those uh, creatures, and it's repeatable. But in most other, you definitely don't want Breeding Pool. You definitely don't want anything like that. Yeah, um... Yeah, just looking at like this deck looks good, but it's going to be a a brain engaging deck. Like you don't get to autopilot it. <laughs> no. Um. Also, oh yeah, I was going to mention that you probably this is a deck that probably wants Seaborn Muse. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because I want to be able to like this is not a sit back and build up. Like you're you want to want to be fairly aggressive with this. But still have blockers. Plus it'll allow you to blow all your mana to cast a big Marath and then untap so you can use him if you need to. Sure. 
um, which also seems sweet. Uh, mm-hmm. Seedborn Muse, uh, I think that's really kind of about it. Like, I mean, we could we could list all the good Naya-colored cards till the cows come home, but we won't. <laughs> sure, yeah. I, I trust our listeners are smart enough. So yeah, um, if you end up building this, please let us know. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope that this helped. Um, yeah, David, if you end up building this, like, I would love to hear about it. I'd love to hear oh. kind of if, if this was helpful or not. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I really want to see how this deck turns out, especially with 25 walkers. That sounds kind of awesome. So uh, l- if you build it, let us know. Yeah. Um, now I want to go through this pile and find the pieces. <laughs> you're gonna do it i know you will i might like this may be so i've decided that from now on every deck i build has to break even like a deck that i build destroys another deck yes and i have a a reese the redeem token deck that is fine but not exciting like fun than this would be right like i've I've, i lend it out to people if they want to play because it's got a decent enough power level that you can also it's also one that maybe it can win with Mm -hmm. so i may pull it apart and build this instead Sounds this like a seems, good plan. Seems sweet. <laughs> um. All right. So before you start digging through and building this deck, <laughs> um, what? Uh, where can people reach you if they wanna give you your their feedback? Noel? Yeah. If you if you have either feedback about this or our ideas for um other episodes or anything like that, you can contact me at Noel Clausen N O L E C L A U S O N at gmail dot com. You can also hit me up on Twitter at at mtg noel. Mm-hmm. And you can get a hold of me uh, at ericbonvi at gmail.com. That's E-R-I-C-B-O-N-V-I-E at gmail.com. You can also get a hold of me at that Bonvi guy on Twitter in the comments below on CommanderCast. Or uh, you can head over to our Facebook.com at Facebook.com slash RivalsDuel. Yep, and if you're looking for an RSS feed to subscribe to, our RSS feed is feeds.feedburner.com slash RivalsDuel. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's it for today, folks. Uh, we will probably be into some spoilers the next time Noel and I talk? Uh, we should be we should be one away. We should be, like, there'll be a few cards out, but there won't be... Next episode won't be our spoiler show, so we still need a topic for Absolutely two weeks. Absolutely not, now. yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, but we, we should have a couple new cards to talk about and uh, an episode where... Mm, I'm feeling like an argument. Right? I, like, think I feel a, like we need to argue again. <laughs> good, uh, a good, solid debate coming on. Yes. Uh, but uh, that will be... The next episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this one. Have a good day, folks. Thanks for listening.